Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Scott Lieberman on Leading the Charge. This is Scott Lieberman on Leading the Charge with Believe in Chargers, only on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's episode, we talk the loss to the Lions, what Hunter Henry's injury does to impact this team, improvements to make on the field, who stood out on Sunday's road contest, and... We have a very, very special guest in the form of my buddy Jack Collison at the NFL Network making his cover picks for week three. It's all here on Leading the Charge. Just a reminder that if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Now, let's get to it, but before we do that, please come find me on Twitter at TheGoodSport82, that's at T-H-E-G-O-O-D-S-P-O-R-T-8-2, that's at TheGoodSport82 for all your sports-specific updates, Chargers questions you may have, and every now and then, more times than I can count, you know the drill. A little humor. (laughs) Now, first up, before we get into the highlights and the lowlights, of course, I just want to talk about a little bit what I did this weekend. It was my fiance's birthday, so we went out and celebrated in style. We hit up the Marina Del Rey Hotel. And my God, what an amazing swimming pool they have out there. Oh, the service was great. The ambiance was great. Just spending some time, some getaway time. We call it a daycation because uh, we didn't actually stay there. We went and spent the day at the pool, got some great food there. Oh, man, the avocado hummus. Forget about it. It is amazing, as my favorite comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco, likes to say. But yeah, it was an awesome weekend for her birthday. And we did pretty much anything and everything. Also got her a little gift card to the old Korean spa, which she loves too. So happy birthday, Jacqueline. You are awesome. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. And, uh, you know, this is kind of random, but I don't know how many of you Downton Abbey fans there are, but my mom loves the show. She got my dad into it and everything, and now I know the movie comes out next weekend. So she's pretty excited to see that. She can't stop talking about it. I know she loves it. I love what she loves. So I'm going to give my parents two tickets to see it in their home state of Florida to the theater so that they can enjoy themselves and have some great popcorn, great soda, and great movie times like they always do together. 
And they've been married, I think, almost 50 years now. So, But who's counting at this point, right? Mom, Dad, love you guys. And uh, I'm excited for you to see this movie because I know you'll love it too. Even though I have not watched a single episode yet, it bodes well for the both of you. Now, my personal recommendation for a show that my fiance and I have been watching is The Spy on Netflix. I know we're a sports show, people, but I got to talk movies real quick, okay? The Spy, Sasha Baron Cohen's dramatic turn as an Israeli Mossad agent who goes undercover in Syria investigating the Syrian genocide uh, to the Jewish people. It is... An amazing show. What a turn for him to uh, take on this role. And I've always known he had so much talent inside of him, but just seeing him uh, play off this role, like I'd, it's amazing. And I can't say enough about it. And I really hope that he gets a Golden Globe nomination for this because this is definitely a change of pace for his type of uh, shtick, as you would call it. And uh, yeah. I love this show a lot. It's called The Spy. It's on Netflix. It's a six-episode miniseries. I believe they were going to make it um, a film, but it was very long, so they decided to cut it up into pieces. So the show is great. Sasha Baron Cohen is awesome. The entire cast is wonderful. But, you know, check it out for yourself, and you'll love it. I guarantee it. Scott Lieberman, 110%. The Spy, Netflix. Now, talking about 100 if you found $100 on the street... Would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHARGERS to activate the offer. That's promo code C-H-A-R-G-E-R-S, CHARGERS. Visit MyBookie.com today. Now let's get to it. Let's talk them LA Chargers. But first, with a little Charger history for you. Don't know if you know this, folks, but the first Charger elected to the Hall of Fame was wide receiver Lance Allworth in 1978. Congratulations, Lance. I know we're quite a few years late on this, but I got to hand it to you, buddy. What a career it was. Now, Chargers versus Lions. 13-10 with the L yesterday, bringing the Chargers' first two weeks of a record to 1-1. One and one. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, first of all, we have to address the elephant in the room, and that is the opening drive of the third quarter that started with two touchdowns being called back for penalties. Taking points off the board, uh, we had a holding call by wide receiver Dontrell Inman, and then there was an illegal block by offensive lineman Sam Tevy. That was the game changer. Discipline. Discipline, 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 which falls on coaching and the structure of the team. If you don't have discipline, you have nothing. Many teams around the league with losing records could tell you the exact same thing, especially their players. A lot of coaches are in denial about it, but they don't seem to want to admit it in the press conferences. I'm not talking about uh, Coach Lynn, but uh, there are a few around the league that do need some gut checks. But we won't go there because we are talking about the Chargers. So, 
Yes, that drive really killed everything. And Austin Eckler touchdown, which was called back, really killed me for fantasy purposes and real purposes, obviously. But you cannot have that happening on your team. Everybody's got to be lined up together. You got to understand what the stakes are at the time and place of the game. And if you don't have that, you're going to lose. And like that happened on the opening third quarter drive, points are off the board which leaves us only with 10 points in the first half and no more scores to come after that. Phillip Rivers throwing in double coverage in the end zone for Keenan Allen, which was picked off by Darius Slay, who's a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback. Why would you do that? You know, all you have to do is dink and dunk, methodically move the ball down to the end zone. There's plenty of time to go. You would think he was in desperation mode at the time, but he claims that he wasn't. And for that to happen is another way to take points off the board. You throw picks in the end zone, that is a huge, we'll call it a butt buster when you come back the other way. You have so many playmakers on the team, you don't need just go for all or nothing. There's plenty of time left in the game at that point, and there's no reason for Rivers to be doing that. Sometimes I feel like his competitive spirit gets the best of him. It's great to be competitive, and there's no better league to be competitive in than this. At this time, too, when you need to score points, especially when uh, things aren't going your way based on the penalty calls. Ten points in the first half, zero in the second half. You know what? Also comes to coaching. Adjustments need to be made by the coaching staff during halftime. Whether you're winning or whether you're losing a football game, actually, I don't even care what sport it is, but at some points in the game, you need to be making the proper adjustments and tailoring them to the weaknesses of the other opponent and their strengths too. So you can work around that and figure out ways to score and carry on and win a ball game. And the Chargers simply did not do that yesterday. And I don't know what else to say about that, but 10 points in the first half of the NFL is not going to get it done. Just ask the Miami Dolphins. No offense, Miami fans, but I'm sure you can uh, attest to this too. But yeah, adjustments is the biggest thing. Adjustments in life, not just football. It's any sport. It's life. You have to make the proper adjustments based on where you are, based on what's going on. Even when you're making so much money in the world, there's always adjustments to be made to continue making more. And in a sports scenario, scoring more points. So there's that. Defense with two picks, one by Casey Hayward, one by Rayshon Jenkins from the U. You know I had to, obviously. Those are great. Interceptions are always good. But the offense has to convert the turnovers to points in order to win ballgames. You always see a graphical statistic that the announcers put up during the game, how many points off of turnovers. Those are usually the clutch points that come into play at the by the time the game comes to an end. Even if the other team's offense is outplaying your offense, you can still win ball games because the defense created that turnover for you to have good field position and put it in the end zone. But if you can't do that, you're not going to win a game. So the Chargers are a much better team on paper than they showed for in putting out on the field yesterday. I know that they are. They're a highly skilled ball club, but they have to show it and not make the mistakes. And when you make no mistakes, look at the New England Patriots, for example. They barely make mistakes. They just go and they flow to a win each time. That is called discipline. That is coaching. That is a culture. That is a structure. Chargers, I strongly 
encourage you to make something like that happen in order to have another playoff run this year. The Lions are a good ball club, don't get me wrong. They're a good ball team, and Stafford's a great quarterback. But you could have won that game, and you had no business losing it. All right? That's my two cents. No sacks by the defense. Obviously not going to get it done. You need sacks. You need sacks for field position. You need sacks for possible turnovers. But if no one's coming off the edge, nothing else is going to happen. Chances are you're going to be praying for a three and out. And the other team is going to be driving it down the field. Now, granted, it was a low-scoring game, but you can't do this against Kansas City, okay? No sacks, no stopping, no pressuring the quarterback. You can't do that against Kansas City. If you try and do that against Kansas City, you've already lost. I mean, they're putting up 40-plus points a game almost since last season. Patrick Mahomes at the helm, I can't say enough about him. And you need to be doing much better. You need to be applying more pressure on the defense. In terms of who stood out for this game, you know, I said it last week, Austin Eckler, 17 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. He had another six receptions for 67 yards. Um, so he's been doing, he's been taking his piece of the pie and running with it, literally. He's a great player, and he is the key player to make sure he gets fed every game. And when he gets fed, guys are going to win some ball games. All right? Keenan Allen had a solid game. Eight receptions for 98 yards. No touchdowns, obviously, but that can be rectified. Okay? It's still early in the, excuse me. It's still early in the season. One and one, you're not done. But you got to work out the kinks right now so that later on this does not happen. You have to be better to close out games. That's all I'm saying. And you're a much better team than was shown on the field yesterday. All right, let's look ahead to Houston coming this week. You have a Texans team that just came off a divisional win, very close one against Jacksonville, and plenty of firepower on an offense, and it starts with shutting down DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. First of all, with DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that goes without saying. The guy's got the best hands in the league, all right? I'm not sure if you double-team him one-on-one, give him a little space, or just pressure him at the line. But you got to do what you can do in order to make sure he's a non-factor and take him out of the game. Not physically, but statistically. Deshaun Watson. He doesn't get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins if you apply pressure to the quarterback, and that's a big if. All right? Deshaun Watson is great at getting the ball out of his hands. DeAndre Hopkins has put up monstrous numbers in the last season and a half. So we're going to have to be much better this game in making sacks and applying the pressure, and getting good field position to have a shot at beating the Texans. All right? And that's it. You have to make them one-dimensional, as they are not known for their rushing attack. I mean, you got Duke Johnson from the U, of course. He's back there, you know. They're in a timeshare right now. But you have to make sure that you hold them to just their rushing attack, because they are a passing football team. So when you when you leave him at that, I mean yesterday too, DeAndre didn't have that best that big of a game against uh, Jacksonville, and he was pretty much you know not DeAndre. And you got to do the same thing: keep it a low scoring game. We'll keep it a low scoring game for them, and allow every time you get the ball to go down, march down the field, run away with the game. That's the way to do it. You make any team one dimensional, you can beat them. But we're talking about the Texans this week, and. If you can apply the pressure enough 
to make them just a rushing team this coming week, I say the Chargers win this one. Obviously, we're going to have to get Mike Williams more involved, uh, especially with the loss of Hunter Henry. Mike Williams is a he's an X factor. You know, he's the downfield threat. He can burn players on the other side. He can burn those DBs. Mike Williams makes plays in this game. We're talking a Chargers win yet again. But Hunter Henry's loss obviously does not bode that well for us. However, it can be rectified with Mike Williams being more of a factor in this game than just three catches. And since the Texans' defense is pretty scary, we can't make mistakes. You can't have someone like J.J. Watt coming off the edge. Protect Rivers to make the throws downfield. Continue feeding Austin Eckler the ball. Good things happen when he's carrying the rock. Now, if the Chargers win this game, I would call it probably about a 24-21 win. And yes, speaking of Hunter Henry's injury, he has a tibia plateau fracture to his left knee, which he got during the season opener against the Indianapolis Colts, which nobody would have known about it because he played through it. Uh, James Palmer followed up, by, excuse me, followed up by saying that Henry will continue to be evaluated and that the time frame for his return has not yet been, deter- uh, excuse me, has not yet been determined. But the good news is, is that he's not on the IR, so that's a good sign that he returns this year. Last year, he was obviously out for the season, but this time uh, we're looking at maybe a, uh, maybe a timetable of like, we'll say seven to nine weeks right now. But I'll keep you posted on that for the weeks to come. And now for our cover picks with NFL Network's own Jack Collison. Jack is an NFL Network insider working with digital care and fantasy football. He's a good man, folks. I snowboard with him every season at Big Bear. Uh, we've been buddies for quite a while. He's offered his time and services to make his cover picks for this week's show. Hopefully you'll get a little lesson in that from him. He's the teacher. He knows what he's doing. Jack, please take it away. What is up, Scott Laborman, thank you for having me on your show, my brother. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk sports and spreads with you. I mean, we've been doing this for years. Uh, it's nice to do it on this platform. And, uh, you know, maybe we can do it one day side by side. Who knows? But anywho, this is great. I appreciate you having me on. And I would love to share with your viewers my picks of the week. So let's just get right into it. So let's get into the four picks I'm laying my juice on this week. Three in which I feel very confident about. And then one. One mortal lock of the week where it's like if I had to lay everything on it, which I, I mean I won't because you just don't do that. Not your whole bankroll. But still, there's one really good pick this week that I love. But let's just start fresh from the beginning because there are four total. So let's go there. First one, Bears, minus four. Let's be real. Look, and I know the Bears have struggled. They they should be 0-2. The refs stole that game from the Broncos. You know, with that said, the Broncos and the Packers, their D is in a whole other class than the Skins. 
Mitch, the truth, Trubisky, will light up the scoreboard. No, probably not. Uh, but he still will cover four points because of that D. So uh, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but the Bears will cover four points against the Redskins, even in prime time. Eh. Anyways, next game, let's say uh, the Colts minus two and a half. I mean, they're genuinely so well-rounded. I know luck being gone, everyone counted them out. Well, most people counted them out. I actually I put in my bold predictions prior to the season that they might win the division, quite frankly. They're such a good team. Jacoby Brissett, eh, but he's still a very good backup when it comes to backups. But anyways, I... I'm just going to go two and a, minus two and a half on that. Uh, the Falcons, yeah, they're coming off a, a great win, nationally televised. But they're, they're so inconsistent. I, I think they're mud. Their defense is mud as well. Uh, yeah, Colts two and a half. We're going with that. Uh, the really interesting one, though, is Dallas minus 21 and a half. And I, don't, I have to laugh at this every time I look at it and think I'm going to bet on it, which I am, because the – Okay, here's a, here's a good insight. The NFL hasn't had back-to-back weeks with such big point spreads since 1987. Last week, we had the Pats at minus 19.5. This week, we have Dallas 21. Uh, so it's been 32 years since we've seen two games that high. It's absurd. But I'm still going with Dallas because Miami is just mud. Not to mention, they just shipped off Mika Fitz, what, Fitzpatrick to the Steelers. It's ridiculous. So uh, they just have no, they have nothing. They have nothing. So we're going Dallas minus 21. But the biggest pick of the week, and if you really only want to lay your juice on one game, it's going to be this game. If you want to throw everything on one game, Rams minus three. Browns, cool. You won a game against the third stringer this week. Congrats. Titans whooped your little behind offensively. And there's nothing to say that the Rams won't do the exact same with Cook's Cup and Woods coming to town. And then the defense is way better on the other end than the Titans are. Uh, This is very easy. So, eh, more to lock the week. Rams minus three. Throw them all in one parlay if you want, but... Or separate them. But the point is, all four of these are pretty solid, but especially Rams minus three this week. Go there. Anyways, all right, Scotty. Thank you so much for having me on, buddy. I appreciate it. Till next time. Thank you, Mr. Cullison, for that. You are a jack of all trades. Ha, ha, ha. Except for the trades that we make when it comes to fantasy football, obviously, because we can't ever seem to get a deal done. That's going to have to change this season, buddy. All right. Just a reminder, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe Podcast on all your social media accounts. All right, it is time for our questions and answers from our listeners. Who do we got first? Cade from Los Angeles asks, 
why do the Chargers always manage to lose games, and when they win, it has to be in overtime? Pretty much driving home the point that they put their fans through heart attacks. Well, lots of that can come from coaching, the team structure, as I said before, the play calling, and kind of adjustments made at the half. I already said this, look at the Patriots. Not a lot of penalties, and they easily just civvy on down the river, and they win games. That's it comes to that. It is coaching. It is penalties. When you have a penalty-free game, you are likely to win the game. And the Chargers are the type of team that has the talent, but the talent also has to be disciplined on the offense in order to win the games. Same thing with defense, too. It goes both ways. Now, Marie from Carlsbad asks, why do, I, why do I think Phillip Rivers threw a pick in the end zone, and is that a cause for concern? Look, Phillip Rivers is a highly competitive guy. And even though the throw looked like a desperation attempt and he said it wasn't, the Chargers simply let one get away and they are a better team than the one that was shown on the field. It's as simple as that. Rivers will do anything to help his team win. So obviously he wasn't doing to put his team in jeopardy or anything like that, but he's a win-at-all-cost kind of a guy. So you kind of got to respect him for that. I'm sure it's not the last time it's going to happen, but he's just that type of player. You can see it in his eyes every time he steps on that field. Nick from San Diego says, I miss my team. Me too, Nick. Me too. But the Bolts will always have a special place south of La Jolla for me. All right, before we go, let's talk a little bit about that AFC West. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs are the class of the division currently, having beaten the Oakland Raiders yesterday. Excuse me, they badly beat them yesterday. The Chiefs are arguably top three in the league. I've said it so many times. Uh, And if this Chargers team uh, wants a chance against them to take the AFC West crown, they're going to have to do a lot better and take less penalties. And that's that. And everybody knows that. You know, I'm not addressing anything new that nobody knows about. Let's see here. Some good workout music I would love for you to listen to. I, you know, I'm an 80s movie buff. And I've been listening to the Hard to Kill soundtrack. It's an older movie with Steven Seagal where uh, he and his wife... His wife gets killed. He's left for dead by corrupt cops, which he uncovers a conspiracy going on through the government. And he comes back to uh, to avenge her death. And during his training montage, there's a hard to kill workout you can live. Uh, excuse me, you can work out to on YouTube, and it's really cool. It drives me every time. Sweat and Tears, The Works, you name it. Uh, also, there's a German heavy metal band I like, Except. Uh, they have a live and Wacken, it's called, uh, CD. It's a live album, and they do a lot of covers, metal version covers, kind of like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra of uh, different songs. One called Night on Bald Mountain. You should definitely check it out. It's a seven-and-a-half-minute epic guitar uh, playing uh, sonnet. Thank you.
just really need to listen to it. It really drives me, pumps me up. Uh, those are two that I'm listening to right now. Uh, players on the fantasy football wire right now, the waiver wire. You know, Justin Jackson looked pretty good yesterday. I would say he could be a good backup to Austin Eckler. He's not the top dog right now. Demarcus Robinson of the Kansas City Chiefs, who hung a six for 172 and two touchdowns on Oakland yesterday. Robinson is a pickup of the week, number 11, Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, he's a division rival, but hey, folks, you want someone good to get you those points. There you go. Also, if you're looking for a quarterback, Mason Rudolph from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Looks like Big Ben is out for the year. Uh, Rudolph threw two touchdowns yesterday, so it looks like that he will uh, be the top dog going the rest of the way, throwing both touchdowns to tight end Vance McDonald. And if you don't have Vance, I would say advance and get him now. So those are my fantasy football waiver wire picks right now. And thank you all for listening today. You know, we're all in this together for the Bolts to get somewhere along the lines of between the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. I don't know. We'll find out at the end of the season. But anyways, thank you folks so much for listening. Have an excellent week ahead. Looking forward to some more football coming up Thursday night. Saturday, college. Miami Hurricanes, you know what it's all about. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And Sunday and Monday and whatever other day football is being played, which it probably isn't other than the days I just mentioned, till the end of the season, and then we'll start having Saturdays with NFL games. Anyways, folks, thanks for listening to Leading the Charge with Scott Lieberman. We are Believe in Chargers, Leading the Charge, only on the Believe Podcast Networks. Good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.